ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The days when rural and remote areas relied on just one phone service supplier are long gone. Or are they? Hello, I'm Callie Buchanan. When more than 10 million customers were caught up in the Optus outage, in the old days, regional people might have been spared, given that traditionally they only had access to Telstra services. But that's not the case anymore, and in fact, in towns like Machilba in Queensland's far north, the pendulum has swung the other way, and Optus is the only service provider in town. Resident Tabitha Reid says this outage was inconvenient, but the reliance on the telco means it's a concern any time the service cuts out. When we have Optus outage, obviously, that means our little shop can't take card payments, so they're cash only. Um, and it, we have no, because we have no backup Telstra service to ping off, we can't call triple zero. So if someone was to have an emergency, they'd have to drive themselves to hospital. Not being able to make a triple zero call, even if needed, you know, being being a rural township and a small one at that as well, is that concerning? Yeah, especially we've got a large elderly demographic. We have kids in the community. So having them not being, you know, if something was to happen with them, it's massively terrifying. What is the quality of the coverage of Optus like in Machilba, like in general? Um, in pretty basic um oh i had to get satellite wi-fi purely for the fact that it wasn't good enough yeah it's just not fast enough for me to be able to do my tape it's you know barely good enough to be able to do anything i mean you can get on facebook and that's about it could you reliably make phone calls with with the optus coverage that that is there yeah um yeah, when it's good, you can. But yeah, it's been known to drop out. At the start of the year, it was dropping out all the time and it'd be, you know, all day, nothing. When that's the case, do you have to rely on, on Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi assist to help with calling? Yes. Yeah, you can only use Wi-Fi. Even for text messages, it's just Wi-Fi only. Yeah. Are we on a Wi-Fi assisted call right now? Yes. So it sounds like it was quite a concerning morning in Machilba, but also this is a long-standing issue. Has anyone in Machilba raised this with Optus? Yes. Several town members have raised it with Optus. We've had, you know, multiple complaints. We've gone to the telecommunications ombudsman, we've, you know, tried to go as far as we can with it and nothing ever happens. What feedback have you had from people, particularly the ombudsman? They were told to resolve it's Optus. Right. And Optus said there's nothing that they can do. And when did the uh, coverage issues start happening? Oh, I've been constant since Optus got out here. Three years, but it's been ongoing before that. What solution would you like to see? Reliable coverage. Optus to actually care about their customers out here. Yeah, well, our concerns are, you know, we've tried to raise the issue all year and we just keep getting roadblocked. So, you know, it'd be nice if someone had come to the table. 
Christy Sparrow is the co-founder of Better Internet Rural and Regional and Remote Australia. And she says while many people living outside of major cities or metro hubs have fewer provider options, that's not always the case. She says businesses in particular need to research their backup options. It's an urban myth that you can only get one type of connectivity in regional areas now. Mm. There's a fruit salad bowl mix of connectivity options and we've been working with consumers and businesses for quite a while now to make sure they do have redundancy in communications and we're quite appalled really that you know major hospitals and transport systems in the cities hadn't got had a you know didn't think of a failover uh, because no technology is 100% reliable we know that in the bush um, and we're probably a bit more resilient about it so yeah I, I, we were just a bit shocked that some of those great big hospitals didn't have a failover system they would for power why not for connectivity that's interesting so it sounds like your frustration is not actually necessarily leveled at optus it's leveled at, at some of these major providers whether it be transport or health for, for not having a fallback option yeah so what we find in um in particular in regional areas is that procurement issues often lock hospitals and schools and health centers fire stations even into one provider and we're big advocates of making sure you don't have all your communications eggs in one basket, so to speak, because there is no technology that is 100% reliable. There will always be outages, and there were several other outages of a smaller nature yesterday, which just emphasises the fact that you really should be looking at multiple ways of staying connected. I mean, clearly, though, that hasn't happened in this instance. It, did it have a big impact on regional and remote Australia, then in terms of health services and, and you know, businesses as well? Yeah, definitely did. It's it's something that um, we hear a lot all the time, particularly as the 3G network is being switched off and um, all the carriers are upgrading networks. We hear as the networks are upgraded that, you know, people are offline and they don't understand that they need to have, you know, a Wi-Fi enabled FPOS machine. Mm. But businesses are closing when their, their SIM card doesn't work from one carrier without understanding the need to have some redundancy in that. Because I'm thinking about some of the unique challenges in remote Australia, and one of them's petrol, right? I mean, if you're running out of fuel and you go to a fuel station that relies on Optus and you can't get it, you're, you're in big trouble. I mean, in a, in a city, you can go to the next one, I guess, and find one that doesn't rely on Optus, but, but not the case in parts of regional and remote Australia. No, so yeah, we've been working with a lot of businesses because there are other options there for them and I'd really encourage people if they're not aware of all of their connectivity options to reach out to the regional tech hub. It's a free independent service. The providers are actually only going to sell you what they sell. So it's really good to get and important to get independent advice on your connectivity options. Um, So yeah, definitely reach out to the regional tech hub look at you know things like your FPOS machines and payment systems, they can have Wi-Fi as well as a SIM card and that gives you a bit of redundancy and failover when one network goes down. Yeah, in saying that though, I mean the, the entire Optus network went down though, right? So even if it had Wi-Fi as well as a SIM, if both of them relied on Optus, you'd still be in trouble. Yeah, that's right. And I, I can understand why people do, you know, stick with one provider because, um, you know, it's cheaper, you can get uh, discounts on your bill. Yeah. It's definitely an affordability thing, but we really encourage people to look at, you know, a a fixed business or fixed home connection with one provider and a mobile or landline with another. That's, yeah, look, as you say, potentially a wake-up call. Why is it such a big 
problem to only be contracted to one telecommunications provider, particularly for people in regional and remote areas? I mean, I, I guess you've explained that if one goes down, you don't have a fallback option. But what can people do about that? Is it is, is it easy? As you said, there's a fruit salad of, uh, of options now in parts of regional Australia. But, but is there everywhere? I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to not name other companies here, but there is this, this common perception. <laughs> yeah, not, um, <laughs> there's yeah, this common perception that coverage. people go to yeah. one provider in regional and remote Australia. You're saying it's not the case anymore. Yeah, no, definitely not. And um, I think that historic belief that there's only one provider available is actually really limiting. Um, and it, it's preventing people from being able to get connected because they think they can't. There's connectivity available from multiple providers all across Australia, regardless of where you live, whether you're in the outback or remote or um, a business or an individual. But it's really important, particularly as the government look at the universal service obligation, Mm. that we don't put all our eggs in one basket. We don't have our voice and broadband by one technology because when it goes down, it's near impossible to get that fixed. I want to ask you about that. Uh, yeah, universal yeah. service obligation right now. What that is for people who don't know, it's sort of this long-standing consumer protection that ensures that everyone has access to landline phones and, and pay phones regardless of whether they, they live or work. That, that's the basic idea. The, the government's reviewing this at the moment, isn't it? It's quite timely to note that. Uh, what needs to be changed here for regional and, and rural communities? Well, we want um, something that's either better or at least equal to what we currently have. And most of the landlines in regional areas work without power. Um, the, the technologies that the government are looking at need power to work. So we're, we're quite concerned about that. They're also looking at technologies that would bring in voice and broadband, so all your eggs in one basket. And again, we're very concerned about that as well. Meanwhile, the federal government has launched a formal review into the outage. Communications Minister Michelle Rowland says it's essential to figure out exactly what went wrong. Consumers were clearly frustrated with the lack of information. Uh, Australians are reasonable people. They understand that uh, things need to be resolved and that may take some time. But the key issue here was getting some understanding of the nature of the problem, how long it may take and what the impacts would be. So how do customers that were impacted, what do they do now? Can they apply for compensation? Andrew Williams is the Chief Executive of the Australian Communications Consumer Action Network. Yeah, well, it was certainly uh, unexpected from my perspective. Uh, I heard about it uh, pretty much like the rest of the country when I woke up yesterday morning and it was all over the news. And um, then my phone started going off uh, with... Uh, you know, calls like this and um, and also reached out to Optus fairly early in the morning just to uh, let them know that you know, we're here and, and and if there's any communication that uh, or messaging that they want us to communicate then uh, then let me know so uh, that was really the last conversation I had with Optus yesterday yeah and and look that that transparency and, and the the level of communication from Optus is certainly under the microscope I want to ask you about that in just a moment but has this cast a revealing light on on I guess just how much we rely on 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 a single provider for some things it impacted large institutions hospitals transport networks you know the Melbourne Metro shut down as well Oh, absolutely. It's, um, and, and I think Minister Rowland uh, has said this as well, that uh, you know, communications is just so ubiquitous in life. Uh, that, and uh, I've said it quite a number of times that the best analogy I can think of is very much like electricity and water. It's an, it's an essential service and you don't really realise 
how much you rely on it until you don't have it. And this really highlighted that yesterday. Just on the regional side of things, so the co-founder of Better Internet Rural and Regional and Remote Australia made the point, you know, particularly for businesses, this has sort of been an eye-opener in the fact that they they shouldn't just be relying on one provider. So I guess this idea that, you know, you you could have your phone line with Optus but your FPOS with another provider, something like that. Do, Do you think that it's time, particularly in those regional and remote areas, but I guess everyone, hospitals as well, they, they shouldn't just be relying on the one? I think, yeah, and, and we do a lot with uh, with Better Internet for regional, rural and remote Australia. And uh, you know, so I think what this, this has highlighted is that uh, whether it's business, uh, even individual consumers, um, you might just have a, a spare phone floating around like most of us have and um, a, a cheap prepaid SIM with some uh, some data and uh, and voice capability on a different network uh, can be actually a really good backup. But is, certainly for businesses, yes, having having redundant systems is um, something we would advocate for. Is that a shame, though? I mean, is it is it is it a sorry state of affairs where businesses would have to do that? That actually have to negotiate and pay multiple contracts with multiple telcos in case one of them shuts down. Well, that's a business decision, but uh, yeah, you're very you're very much on the money. I think um, that does add additional cost, and uh, some of the services, particularly business services, uh, the cost does add up. So. Just to uh, to have that as a, uh, a fail safe and a fallback um, could be uh, could be quite expensive in the longer run. Yeah, now but the cost. Maybe it's worth it. Yeah, indeed. And and now the cost set it up yesterday though, particularly for some businesses relying on FTPOS uh, that that might have been with Optus. So now there's that big question, and this was floating around yesterday as well, even as the outage was going on, and that's compensation. I mean, what, what, what's the current situation? How can customers figure out if they can even claim compensation? Is it a matter of combing through their contract? What are the rights here? Is that even on the cards? Well, that, that's a really good question, and, uh, and that question started to – yeah, you, you're dead right. That started to arise late yesterday. The initial priority was obviously to get customers – Back up online, businesses back operating, and um, and now it's inevitable that the conversation will turn towards compensation. Uh, the telecommunications industry ombudsman Cynthia Gabert is uh, is on record, and and we would endorse what she said. Uh, it is a, a matter of indiv- whatever is an individual contracts with uh, between Optus and uh, and the respective customers. There's also uh, potentially some protections under the Australian consumer law. Uh, so it's really a matter for those who are impacted to try and quantify as best they can what kind of losses they may have incurred. And this will obviously be most relevant to businesses and uh, and then take that up with, the, uh, with Optus in the first instance. If they don't um, get satisfaction uh, through that process, then they do have the recourse to escalate to the ombudsman. Does it cast a revealing light perhaps though on the fact that we really should be keeping records of everything? I think that's sensible, uh, particularly for in in a business sense. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Keep records, uh, and even you know, what they call contemporaneous diary notes. Uh, yeah, can be um, yeah, provide a, a good evidentiary basis. So, just whatever records that uh, that can quantify the loss. It's um, yeah, I don't think it's a precise art, but it's certainly a a good starting point. I would think. And the last word goes to Optus Chief Executive Kelly Bayer-Rosemarin, who's apologised to customers over the nationwide service outage. She was asked by ABC News about what compensation would be offered to their customers. 
Look, today our entire focus has been on restoring services as quickly as possible, but we'll now start thinking about ways in which we can thank our customers for their patience as we work through the outage today and rewarding them for their loyalty to Optus. So as part of the compensation process, the onus is usually on businesses, for example, to prove losses as a sign of goodwill and considering what a debacle this has been, would it be good to offer some form of blanket compensation? Well, we'll definitely consider every uh, avenue as we turn our attention now that services are restored to how we work with our customers to make sure that they know how much we care about our customers and how hard we're working to give them this reliable, great service.